Hello, podcast listeners. Um, today we're doing a little bit of a different episode. Um, our good friend Shane O'Hara passed recently, and he had done a Patreon-only episode, and Jordan and I both felt like it would be cool to have it on the main feed so that anyone, friends and family, can listen to uh, him anytime they would like to. So um, this is that first episode that he guested on. It's pretty fun, um, and I, I hope everybody enjoys it. If you'd like to listen to his other appearances, um, he was on John Wick Chapter 3, which was earlier this year in, in 2022, and um, he also guested on Hobbs and Shaw, which was a couple months after John Wick Chapter 3. So um, I hope that you'll enjoy this fun episode and have some fun with Shane and rest in peace, my friend. We love you. No, MPU the sequel. We're on Patreon. Yeah. We are not on the main feed right now. And we're doing, you know, we already do special episodes, right? Yes. But this time we're going out of our way to do something very odd and special. So as any... any well, someone gave us a gift and the gift backfired because the person who gave us the gift also had to watch it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But any any keen listeners will have heard the name Shane probably a few times in this podcast. Yeah. And he's an old friend of mine and yours. And we would watch movies together all the time. And him and I saw this trailer. I don't think we saw it together. Did we see it together? We did. It was at uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. That's right. And we both kind of That's how turned, memorable it was. And we're like... What in the world is that? <laughs> and we joked, we kept joking about this movie. And the movie is The Kid Who Would Be King. And the guest is Shane O'Hara. Shane O'Hara, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Not particularly happy about the movie choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of on me, I think, right? worse and more boring yes but i was pretty bored for this movie i gotta say and i feel like not having a child had a big part for that if i had a kid sitting next to me i think i would have enjoyed it a little bit more yeah i the two hours two hours (laughs) two hours is too long way too long yeah it got uh it dragged on there's a the end of the 
there's like a fourth act and a third act ends. And you're like, I like, know. It's like it's it's all tied up in a bow and nope. <laughs> no, I also thought that this movie was going to be funnier for some reason, and we were talking about it while we were watching it, and it's just not very. Fu- it's very epic, and I yeah. think you you said, Micah, you think that the same year or around the same time that bad boy like the bad kids movie came out with like jacob trembling well, you said this i didn't talk you about said this it was all. the same year we talked oh yeah about but it. you were you were asking about it i was because when that trailer came out come it's good came, boys good boys and that would have been yeah <laughs> but, that was but they are not good in the trailer and that one looked like it was gonna be a rip roaring time oh and yeah i that thought was it a was rated r movie i think i thought it was this movie somehow <laughs> and it was not funny so you this posits that every time you see a movie that have, has kids in it, you assume it's the same as another movie. No, that has I think kids it's just it. two movies that didn't really pay attention to either of the trailers, and that's what happens. Okay, okay. Sim- simple as that. Um, I mean, I mean, so let's before we die. I mean, this is all our first time watching this movie. We missed we missed it in theaters. Big shocker. <laughs> um it would have come out like a month after spider-verse i mean this is this is pre-pandemic there's no reason we should have missed this right am i right oh absolutely yeah we, <laughs> yeah. we, we would have we should have gone and seen it i mean <laughs> i think you and i joked because you live up in the seattle area and we joked about meeting up to see the movie <laughs> like meeting in portland or something we should have done that that would have been so funny um okay so I mean, give me like your your paragraph. Each of you, give me your paragraph to set the stage before we get into how the movie was made. You mean like what the movie's about? No, no. What what your like knee jerk reaction of this movie is? Oh, I want to hear Shane. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, well, I want to. I gave it a lot of. Uh, I would say credit. I tried not to be judgmental of it. And then you're an hour forty in, and you're like, it's still not over. <laughs> <laughs> And I get it. It's a kid's movie, so I expected it to be cheesy. But then there's also like a side of it that's super dark and creepy. And yes. It It's like they should have either done a young adult film or a uh-huh. kid's film, and they landed right in the middle, and it almost doesn't work. Like it barely works and makes yeah. it. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like this movie wasn't, like we said, it wasn't like bad, but it did not have like the it factor of i don't know like good epic movies that involve kids or something like i agree with you it's like they were either too old for the movie or too young the age range was just so weird yeah me and jack were talking about it today and an an idea came up that it would have been cool if it was a young kid and then all his you know the his what would you call the group the knights or whatever Uh (laughs) <laughs> and they were all like adults, and then they like, you know, lean more into the creepy side. Then you could make it more epic. Oh yeah, you could go darker with it. You could kill off characters, and it wouldn't yeah. be weird because it's not a kids' movie anymore. But yep. it's just so middle of the road that it's just meh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very much so. I did get to see uh, your dog Grizz in the background there, which was mm-hmm. a nice bonus there. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so I kind of like it. I I feel like I'm with you where like I'm sort of glad we own the movie because it feels like whenever we have kids and, and they're we're, like we're bored 10, out of our mind and we're not willing to watch whichever Pixar movie they want to watch for the 10th time in a row, we're going to put this movie on. Yeah, and it'll be enjoyable. 
Yeah. Um, I thought, I thought the basic story was cool. I do think it was too long. Um, but I will say it all makes up for it when you have the crazy weird demon dragon dragon lady. I loved the design of that. That was so gross. The effects were really good. I think. <laughs> yeah. I have no complaints in that department. Yeah, the for for being a kids movie, the CGI was convincing. Yeah, you know, and sometimes it's not. It's sometimes it's so cheesy. You're just going, "All right, that was obviously a green blob that they just swung in the air, tracked <laughs> it for however you talk about it." But <clears throat> yeah, no, it. I thought. Uh, I also thought. Uh, we'll get into it in a minute, but the the opening cartoon, the the ex- that yeah. was cool. I could have done the whole movie. Do yes. the animation. Yeah. Tell that story. Like, forget the kids and all the real people. I yeah. know, I know. Yeah, when that started, I was like, oh, am I going to love this movie? Because if if it's all like this, I mean, the, I'm, I'm going to... I mean, I knew it wasn't animated, but like, if it had that tone, if it was that cool, this would be like one of my favorite movies of that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it was cool. But okay, let's let's talk about who made the movie. Okay, so the movie's directed by Joe Cornish, and he is someone who let's see what else he directed. He has done the kid who would be king, Attack the Block. He is also um, Bob in Hot Fuzz, and I I think he's uncredited in Shaun of the Dead. Um, he. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, you know what? I bet he was in the the pub that they went to a lot. They had a couple people yeah. there that were like regulars. That's the because when I look at his picture, I don't recognize him. And uh, the woman, no, or just background fodder of the pub. I think just a patron. Yeah, I think it's someone who kind of just says like a line or two. It's not a main yeah. player. Um, but he he's a he's not an older guy. He's not like the pub owners. But um, uh. It's also written by Joe Cornish. And then the music is by Electric Wave Bureau. And I was like, what the heck is Electric Wave Bureau? And then I discovered this, which I thought was sort of odd. I haven't heard of this. Um, This description will load again. Oh, Micah, you're going to have to edit so much of this podcast right now. Is it AI? Uh, no, it is. <laughs> it sounds like it. a London-based collaborative artist collective dedicated to composing and sourcing music for film, television, radio, and online. Named after the North Korean government agency that monitors and stops residents receiving Western entertainment on electric devices. Whoa! Founders include musician Michael Smith, artist Susie Winstanley, Nelson De Freitas, and musician Damon Albarn. Recent projects include The Kid Who Would Be King, Paddington, Paddington 2, and Broken. Ah, Paddington. Very nice. I thought the music in this was cool. I thought it was good, yeah. yeah I'd have to, I don't really remember it for some reason. It's just skipping my mind, but I'll have to check it back out. Because the, the whole, yeah, the, the production of this movie was really well done. It was. Yeah. I just don't necessarily agree with the storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, oh, you could have cleaned this up and trimmed a lot of fat off of this yeah. story. You said Joe Cornish? Yeah. yeah. He uh, attacked the block. Have you seen that movie? No. I haven't. Got uh, John Boyega in it. Okay. Main character. And 
basically this block of houses like aliens attack it and it's it's about you know and they're in britain and it's yeah I, you might like it it's it's a really interesting storyline for like an alien attack movie huh that sounds sort of edgar wrighty yeah definitely like a the kind of a uh at world's end sort of thing maybe not as serious as that movie but Ooh, it looks cool yeah we we should definitely watch that yeah. that looks sweet yeah, I don't remember that one being super long, and I thought the <laughs> I keep coming back to that. No, but I thought yeah. the story on that one just uh, it was like a it was a good it was a good written story, and I think you might be interested as well. Cool, cool. Well, um, so the cinematographer of this movie is Bill Pope, and he is a Raimi guy. Cool. So he he did the cinematography for Dark Man, Army of Darkness, um. Spoiler alert, because they're patrons on here, later this year we'll be talking about him because he did uh, all three Matrix movies. Uh, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Cool. Uh, oh, The World's End. Yes, I knew we'd talked about this guy before. Oh, and he's doing Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which we will also be talking about later this year. So He's good at his job. Wow. He's cool. Mm-hmm. I actually thought... As the movie progressed, it got it kind of simmered down. But the beginning of the movie, I was like, "This is kind of stylish. Like they're doing some interesting yeah. shots for a kids' movie." But then it, it sort of simmers, and then at the end, it kind of goes buck wild again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, comes out in the U.S. on January twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. It has a budget of fifty nine million dollars, and then it doesn't quite make that money. Domestically, it makes 16.7, and worldwide, it makes 28. Ooh, that's bad. And, yeah, so it's estimated that it, it, the loss on this movie could be as high as $50 million. Really? <laughs> that's bad. But I think there's a little more to this, because as, as uh, any, any film buff, any film student knows, January is a dump month. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, that's where you dump off movies. Occasionally you get a glass in there. And it doesn't mean the movies are always going to be bad, but it's a lot of times people are still excited from the the Christmas season. They want to go to the theaters so they can trick people into seeing movies they don't care to see. So January, dump the movie. This well, movie wasn't, isn't February kind of like that too? Yeah. And didn't get out come out in February? It did. So every once in a while you get like a a really standout movie. Well, and, and it's not being one. Black Panther, they uh-huh. came out in February, but that was smart because it was um, Black History Month. Yep. And so, like, with that movie tied so closely to that, that movie exploded when yeah. it came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they kind of dumped this movie. But this is, if you remember, so this was distributed by 20th Century Fox, and Walt Disney Company took control of the studio. Um, on March 20th, 2019. So this would be during the transition period or right before. Okay. So I think had Disney maybe had a chance to market it or something like that, the yeah. movie could have done a lot better. Yeah. Rather than them just being like, well, this is our second to the last movie we're going to release, whatever. <laughs> That's kind of a bummer for them. Yeah. And um, people like it. I mean, like critics kind of dig the movie. Well, it's a very average rating. Yeah. Even on like IMDb, and I feel like that's very fine. Like, okay. Yeah. Too. I mean, it's not. It's not horribly boring. It's not. I'm, 
you know, it's not clunky. It, it, it tells a pretty interesting story. Uh, obviously there could be improvements, but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was, I was really, really dragging my feet to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so were we, we had to make this excuse so that we'd get ourselves to watch it. It's true. I, I was worried because in the trailers, it, it showed that scene where he, he says, um, you know, you're, you're like Luke Skywalker and Frodo and, and Harry Potter and Harry Potter and stuff. And I thought, like, is this movie going to be just referencing pop culture? You know, is it going to be him being like Iron Man smash or well, Hulk smash, really? But like, <laughs> you know, saying stuff from other movies and stuff. But it wasn't that. You know what I think is King Arthur, Robin Hood, like those public domain stories get made every so often be- yeah. for that reason exactly. And this, I'm sure, is no exception. I wonder if that someone even came to the director and was like, have you ever had a King Arthur idea? And he probably wrote this movie. And usually when I when they come out with the, the new one, it's like, can they just do something so different? Like it doesn't even feel like it anymore. And I feel like they did a pretty good job. I mean, they marketed it to kids, which I think is good because they usually try to make it way too epic and it's boring yeah, yeah. to adults but um i i just kind of feel like this movie being very average and very okay it's like maybe we should just stop doing the story for like 50 years and then <laughs> come back after decades of west forgetting the story and it's going to be a classic yeah because it's just kind of boring <laughs> well we know where you stand on it why don't you hit us with those sweet sweet actors yeah so the kid who plays alex our protagonist is lewis ashbourne circus if you recognize that last name it's because he's the son of andy circus which was pretty crazy that's um, wild oh he, he's in the queen's gambit once you see that he once you hear that, that he is his son you look at the movie and you're like oh he looks just like he andy does circus. he looks a lot like him um Shane's Shane's running for his phone right now. <laughs> uh, he's also in Mowgli, Alice Through the Looking Glass, um, Mary and the Witch's Flower. He's oh, he's also in The Hobbit. Really? An Unexpected Journey. Wow, that took me way too long to put the picture uh, <laughs> face to the name Andy Circus, like Smeagol. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, you no, know, no, no, that's you're it. Right. <laughs> which which would make sense why he's probably in the Hobbit, and Mowgli and Mowgli. Yeah. Um, surprised he's not in a Planet of the Apes movie. Yeah. But um, and then Tom Taylor who plays Lance the mean kid. <sighs> uh, Mike and I have seen this kid before. He showed his face in the Dark Tower and sucked bad. Yeah. Um. Wait, wait, Shane. Do, have you seen the Dark Tower? Uh, yeah, with uh, the the Stephen King. Yeah. yeah that jumps like all eight books in one movie and yep. <laughs> yeah really just they man they uh they missed out on that one uh it could have had yeah. a franchise instead of like, it all done one i know, I know. especially because it feels like nowadays they even stretch things to be even longer like like mm-hmm. a mockingjay can come out where oh, it's yeah. like that should have just been one movie or the hobbit is three movies all the of Hob- a sudden yeah it's like stretching yeah. them out and then dark tower they're like yeah eight books and interconnected other novels, uh, probably somewhere between like five to seven thousand pages. One of the greatest stories ever written. Let's make it one movie. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. One, I think it's a little bit un- potentially unfilmable. The series, sure. and we've listened to the King Cast episode with the guy who almost did the show. 
and I want him to do it, but let's pretend that that doesn't exist. That is like basically unfilmable. And I think they were like, well, if we put Stephen's King, Stephen King's name on anything, it'll sell. Yeah. So they put it on his most confusing work and just thought that his name would be enough. Right. And it was so bad. And that well, kid and was really bad in it. What was, what was funny and, and for the listener, and I don't know if you know this, Shane, but they reshot a lot of that movie. And when you're watching the movie, you can tell what they reshot because the kid went through puberty in between that time. He did. He really so did. So it's like you have a kid who has like a higher voice, and then in the next scene you'll have a kid who has a lower voice pretending he has a high voice. It's awful. And Matthew McConaughey's hair is is messed up in the reshoots and then it's like slicked back and cool well quote unquote cool looking when it's not the reshoot it's crazy yeah <laughs> uh, dean chaumu plays betters the the girl this is the only thing she's in wait betters is not the girl oh sorry no his friend sorry okay. <laughs> um his friend uh and the friend yes and then rihanna doris plays k the girl and she is in this Secret Life of Boys 2. <laughs> oh. And not we'll have much to cover else. that series. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think we've talked about Rebecca Ferguson on no. either platform. She's the the bad guy. She's in Mission Impossible. Uh I mean, which ones? How many? Three? She she starts in Rogue Nation. Okay. And then she's been in the well, and then she's in the next two. Or yeah. It just she's been in the last two Mission Impossible okay. movies, and I believe she's not the wife in that series. She's the other female, just agent that we don't really know what her, I don't know, her deal is. Well, you she... learn, Shane, as the series <laughs> progresses. Come on, she, but she yes, starts you're right. as like the assassin in the opera house in the fir- in the the first movie, the fifth movie, Rogue Nation. <laughs> And then in the the other one, she's more directly. She's the one on the the uh, motorcycle that's like trying to kill. We're gonna cover that series one of these days. Just... And we'll talk about her more. Oh yeah. But uh, she's also in Doctor Sleep and Life and a ton of other stuff. But yeah. I'm just hitting the highlights. And then um, Angus Emery plays young Merlin. The performance of the movie. And when I like was looking stuff up about this movie. Everyone was talking about him over he everyone was so else. Good. Yeah. He was so good. He was good. Put him in a Marvel movie. Me and Jack were talking when it was when it was when it wasn't him or the older version in the movie. <laughs> it seemed like uh the main character had to do all the heavy lifting. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Right. You're right. I agree. Keeping you entertained. I mean, granted, there's a lot of scenes where he's by himself, but even when the other three are there, they're kind of just <laughs> Yeah, that kid is acting his heart out in this movie. He's doing a good job. Um, Angus Emery is in uh, the newest uh, Emma uh, movie that came out with Anya Taylor-Joy. He's in The Crown. Uh, Fleabag. Oh, so he's doing fine. Yeah. He's he's in a lot of stuff. Look like a lot of BBC British stuff currently. Um, but yeah, he was... See, that's that's such a specific thing, too, because he's being really kooky and wacky, and that that is such a fine line between this is the worst performance and this is the best performance. He commits. And he nails it. Yeah. All the... See, it looks dumb when you do it. I know! (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And then I don't think we've talked about Sir Patrick Stewart, but he's in this movie too. Just enough that it is like he's on the cover of the movie, and I bet that did help the bump. A yeah, little bit. the cover of the movie. They sold yes. it that hard. <laughs> they did. So here, I was trying. I in my head, I was keeping a running count of how many days he was at, on set, <laughs> and I I can't imagine that he was there for more than one week. And that's including, I, I think he was there for five working days. Yeah. He does a good job. Yeah. Um, But I think he was there for five working days. I think Rebecca Ferguson was there for maybe two weeks. Yeah. Maybe? Sure. Uh, well. In three scenes, and she's in like five, but half of them are just CGI. Yeah. yeah. She's in the studio more than she's on set for this, for doing, sure. Doing the i almost said the, 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 the uh, phrase that jesus says when he's dying on the cross oh, my really? god my god why have you forsaken me i almost <laughs> okay. said like the what is it latin or not latin i don't remember what language he's speaking arabic aramic i don't know i don't remember right now sorry <laughs> <laughs> mike can tell us because he's probably listening to this that's true uh yeah i'm just blanking well i kind of forgot but so the movie begins. Yeah. And we got this cool animation sequence that explains the legend of Arthur. And I'm thinking, okay, do we have another mortal engines on our hands? Are we going to be like in the corner of people need to see kid who would be king? Because this movie is cool. It was good. By the way, did you watch mortal engines yet? I think I watched part of it. Uh, haven't finished it. Need to, need to get through it. You know, not, <laughs> not that, it, not that saying that's a bad thing. I just, Got other things on the docket to watch, my friends. Good movie. That that one's good, but it is a little bit like if you're not in the mood. Yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> hey, I'm just. It's true hey, about some movies. It's got movies. Shrike in it. That's all it needs. Fine. Um. So it's this cool animation, and then we see our main character Alex waking up, mm -hmm. going about his day. Um, this is where there's kind of some cool shots, like the the camera following him down the stairs. Yeah, and it's it like, like looks like a one set. shot. And um, and the thing I did really like about this movie that I think was very very cool was all of the newspapers and TV stations and all this stuff. Everyone's talking about how like the world is really hopeless mm -hmm. and it's gonna burn and everything's corrupt and. You know, they are painting a nice picture of, like, this is a terrible place, yeah. and it needs hope. Yeah. Really? I no, thought they needed that part. For a kid's movie. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, that's just the, the, all these things I see every day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, tell them when they're too young. <laughs> but then, then we get the classic bully set up here. Yeah, his friends texting him, get to school now, they're, they got me. And his friend, Betters, he is adorable. Not, I don't know if acting's for him, <laughs> but he was very cute. But he had one expression and it was just wide eyes. <laughs> He's surprised, happy, sad, I don't know. But it was one expression the whole time. Yeah. But he's cute. And he was, he, I mean, it, I, I think when we were watching it, we were talking about like, you do kind of have to judge it kids on a hard uh, at, a, at a high expectation because we have such good child actors currently that yeah 
you you can't hold them at the standard of like well let me think of like stranger things or like the kids in it were really good you know well and also the the circus kid he's great circus kid Sir, like andy circus's oh, son i thought he was great he was really good he was the emotional core of this movie he's the the bullies are bullying his friend and he can't do anything about it oh he gets in a fight with lance that's right and he goes to the principal's office and the principal basically says you can't change anything yeah have fun in life <laughs> <laughs> Well, what Shane? What do you think of the bullies in general? They're they're okay. They're your yeah. stereotypical. Uh, just there's clearly a problem at the school. The school <laughs> staff is just ignorant. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, like that's what kids do. It's like you know he's beating him up. Like he's holding him upside down by his feet, and that's okay. Like, <laughs> and then they just let him go, and they're lucky he doesn't crack his head open on the pavement. Yeah. You know, and then you know he stands up for his friend. Uh, Alex does, and and then the school's like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't defend yourself. You just got to take the beating. You're like, what message are you sending kids? <laughs> I know. No wonder the world's so depressing in this movie. Uh, our main character, Alex, is is chased to like this concrete building that's under construction, mm -hmm. and he sees a sword in some of the cement, or maybe some would call it a stone. A stone. And he just pulls it right out. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, uh -oh. the sword is like very generic looking. It and maybe wasn't that's that cool looking. It was not that cool looking. It could have been cooler, and it looked like it was gonna break at any moment. It sort of looked plastic. Well, yeah, maybe they are <laughs> foreshadowing, and it's not a valid complaint. But it just looked a little, I don't know, not not a. I don't know. It's like it's Excalibur, isn't it supposed to be like? cooler looking or like gold or something like that but it just has like a little green led flashlight on it <laughs> that that kind of pulses every once in a while <laughs> um so they pull this out of the the concrete and um that concrete it's just in a foundation i'm sorry that's the <laughs> of it like it's in a construction site just standing in in, in a foundation to a building yeah. right in the middle of the site you're like you think this would be on the news? Like people would be yeah. like, we "Found this at a, at a, you know, while we were demoing yeah. this building, and there's yeah. just this sword in the stone." And yeah, it's like it's a man-made stone thing yeah, that so it's in. Well, like, did does they that mean that like someone after Alexander like found it, and then they were they were like on the construction site while they're working on this building, and they're like. Whew, they they wipe the sweat from well, their brow and they stab it into the concrete. I actually, and I could be wrong about this, and they might have just not explained it well, but when Merlin comes, does he say something about, like, he... I know he comes at a specific time before all the bad stuff happens, uh -huh. but did he put the sword there, maybe? I don't for him? think that that was Cause he, said. That would make sense to me if he put it there for him to re to like for him like he puts it there as a test so some random kid can stumble upon this construction site and pull it out i don't think so because when he shows up in the next scene yeah he's like he's like wait it's four days to the eclipse i thought i had four years yeah that's true so i, I don't think that's the situation I, there there's something going on there though because uh king arthur's from what the, the 1800s or I think like what before oh, no, that. No, no, no. I think he's like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, we're talking almost a thousand years ago. Uh huh. 
I'm certain rebar and forming up concrete was <laughs> So maybe 1910, let's be generous. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> there's, oh, no. six, I, there's like 600 years where that sword just like somehow walks through time into that into that pier. It doesn't make any sense. No, no. Yeah. But I guess we're going to go with it because we still got an hour and 45 minutes left. <laughs> so then, then Merlin shows up and it's the young kid. He's great. I love it when he turns into an owl. I think that special effect was like my favorite. And he's sneezing, like he's like, oh, poof, and then yeah. he turns into. I the thought owl. it was so good. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's a real, like, good nod to the Sword in the Stone movie, right? Isn't Merlin doesn't he turn into an owl in that in the cartoon? I think he does. It's been so long since I've seen it, but I will believe it. I'm I'm pretty sure he does turn into an owl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he's he's kind of like he's the funniest part of the movie. You know, mm-hmm. he he needs to eat certain ingredients to keep his magic alive and they're all found processed food this chicken restaurant and i I thought all of that was very funny yeah um and and he does those jokes that i love that they do all the time in the show what we do in the shadows where he says like i'm a perfectly normal contemporary boy (laughs) (laughs) it's like we were re-watching have you watched that show i've seen a few of the episodes yeah so we were watching, there's one that has Mark Hamill in it. It's like the funniest episode. Mm. And like Mark Hamill is this vampire and he goes to a to a bar and he says. Because he's trying to find another vampire, but this other vampire well, is. Okay. Yeah, we don't have to go no, into No, no, I'm just saying, I was but, about to say the disguise part. Okay, okay. Well, he's, this other vampire's in disguise <laughs> and all his disguises is he puts on blue jeans and a toothpick in his mouth and no one recognizes him. And he's basically like, I'm a perf- I'm a normal man. Yeah, but then uh, then Mark Hamill comes up to the bar and he's like, "Please, may oh, I have part, that part? <laughs> may I have one human beer so that I can drink it?" And then then they like th- he throws it over his shoulder because he can't drink it. I forgot about that. That's Sorry. So funny. So Merlin shows up to school. Yeah, and he's a new student and he's weird. And Alex is well, well, his betters wants to be friends with him because he seems so cool. And Alex is like, "No, there's finally someone uncooler than us." Let's stay away. And of course, Merlin wants to hang hang with Alex and Betters because he knows Alex is like King Arthur or whatever. And that to the whole school. And then they. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Throwing bottles at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did like that. That was nice. And uh, then what happens right after that? So um, then what happens is. Um, he finds out about the four days to the total eclipse, and then that night, Alex is attacked by like a flaming skeleton thing. I liked that. I liked the skeleton dudes. They were cool. That's cool. And and I like there's this concept in the movie that only someone who has been knighted, um, mm-hmm. when these things come out to attack, um, exists in time. So everything else disappears. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Good way to get rid of the questions of how many people are dying in this movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but then we have this thing and this is, uh, it's just ever since I started watching studio Ghibli movies and anime movies, I've noticed that this is such an American thing, although this is a British movie. So I guess it's a, like a Western culture thing sure. where the parents always have to be convinced that what's happening is real. Yeah. 
And that's not always a bad thing, but sometimes in movies like this, it's like, well, we know it's real. Can we just skip the part where his mom doesn't believe him? Well, they do the as much they do that pretty much as much as they can for a Western type movie because she is definitely very concerned for her son, but they pretty much could have taken the mom out of the movie and we would not have noticed because he like runs away and stuff. And she's just like, I guess I'll cry about it. (sighs) That's kind of it. Well, she, as an actress or an actor, uh, she's just concerned the whole, like just this (gasps) kind of this. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's crazy. Like the whole movie, her eyes are wide open. And yes, I was doing eye wide, you know, ah, and, <laughs> and I was like all that, all that expression I'm, for nothing. But no, she, she's yeah, no, she she played no pivotal role uh, other than the whole latter half of the movie where the quest they're on to find the dad turns around, and but even then, at the end of the movie. <sighs> She has nothing to do with it. <laughs> I know. I know. So let's... They, they could have also taken... I, I get character-wise for Alex why they had the dad thing. Like, that was something he could hold on to. It reminds me of, like, Onward. That Pixar movie is all, like, yeah. motivated by the dad. But they could have, I think, had just as easily not have put that in the movie, too. I don't think he needed to be motivated by his... To, to like, be descended from this great lineage. I think it's just, like, I poured a, pulled a sword out of a stone. That's good enough for me. I'll go save the world. And and yeah, I get that they're trying to say like anyone can do it and you don't have to be from yeah. lineage. You don't have to have midi chlorians. You can just be a <laughs> Jedi. You know, like that's the message they're trying yeah. to send. <laughs> but it, it was it did feel like kind of a nothing reveal uh-huh. when 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 they're they just get there and they're like, Yeah, your dad, he wasn't anything. He was he was an alcoholic. Which I mean, those are interesting lessons. I'm not saying I, there should have just been something more impactful about that, or yeah. just cut the whole dad storyline. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is the the sister getting punished? The, the <laughs> sister being uh, the uh, the dad's sister. Uh huh. She's just now cut out of her nephew's life because the dad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think that about that. That is a that. good that point because later in the movie when he's reconciling things with his mom and she's apologizing and she's like, I know your aunt called me. And it's like, is that the first time you've spoken in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good point. It's just weak writing. You're like, so the grandparents, they're cut out because of the stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, something truly heinous, but she seemed nice. I don't know. <laughs> she was running what looked like a very nice bed and breakfast. And it seems like they should be vacationing there, like during the summers or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Looked really nice. So, okay, so we've talked about that. Let's talk about. No, we've already talked about how Patrick Stewart was only there for five days. <laughs> so, um, the bully. What what do I have here? I wrote bully pull the stone out. What the heck does that well, mean? You're probably talking about when <laughs> he's cornered by the bullies again and he wants the sword and he's like, I'll give you the sword yeah. if you let me knight you and you can because he sees the ground starting to shake and I like help. this whole sequence a lot. I thought it was good too. I thought it was really fun. It is funny though when they're like hide and they just kind of barely get behind a pillar where yeah. you can clearly see them. Yeah. <laughs> but then they get in a car and it's cool because uh also i laughed very hard a genuine <laughs> laugh at this but um it, the, they get in this car these four kids they've been knighted and they're being chased by these four skeleton flaming horse guys yes 
this is all cool. Yeah. They're chasing him, and then they're they're driving around. They do the thing that every movie has to do for some reason, where someone that you wouldn't expect can drive is driving, and they drive and really, really well. Good. And then someone says, where do you learn to drive? And they always respond, Mario Kart. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Grand Theft Auto. Um, so... Anyway, the, the the girl's driving around and she's skidding around like crazy and we're we're killing these these crazy beasts and stuff. And then time goes back to normal and since everyone disappears when time stops, they reappear when time starts and this old woman <laughs> appears underneath the driver and everyone starts screaming and i thought that that was a genuinely great moment i i like that it was so funny <laughs> and also the whole the whole fight scene i was like are they going to is is there going to be a person there because i wasn't even thinking about it until it, they showed up again it was so funny so then and the they, movie does nothing but nosedive from there <laughs> that is kind of the height actually but i do like the the last fight, but we'll yeah, we're gonna get there. Calm, cool your jets, Shane. I'm cooling these jets. <laughs> jets are hot right now. <laughs> so then we we have talk about the sh- chivalric code. Um, there's some Stonehenge action, then, like the Stonehenge thing. Yeah, they're teleports. Yeah, yeah, fantastic idea. I love it too how it's like there was a tour guide and the guy's talking about like what the significance could be because we never really known and Merlin's just like come on it's this and they just walk through yeah. it. <laughs> that was great. Also, I learned for the first time and I oh, I yeah, feel like did. an idiot <laughs> for this, but I learned for the first time that Stonehenge is in Britain. And where did you think it was? I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know. I just thought it was somewhere in Europe. Yeah. It's in Britain. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> it's always been. It seemed too, um, like ancient and and crazy to be in Britain. I thought. Then you know so little about <laughs> Brit- about history there because people have been living there for like, <laughs> like beginning of time kind of stuff. Yeah. Other answers we would have accepted: uh, uh, Ireland, maybe, because part of it yeah. is Britain, and uh, Scotland. You know, it's yeah. All- it's all very similar looking from what I've seen I on think, the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you like put a gun to my head, I probably would have said Scotland, actually. Okay. Because I feel like there's a scene in Thor Ragnar or Thor the Dark World where there's Stonehenge. Okay. Um and I think there's also a scene in that movie that's in No, there's a scene in Ragnarok that's in Scotland. So I probably have flipped those around because in dark world they go around the globe quite a bit only you can remember that yeah well yeah of course come on it's when uh what's his name Skarsgård is like being real crazy oh stellan stellan Skarsgård. yeah okay let's get back to the movie <laughs> so there is uh there's one quote uh in that movie where <clears throat> they're heading out to i think stonehenge and uh uh, uh bitters uh better yeah Better sphere? Yeah. She said something along those lines. It's like, oh, we can't go out to the country. Not without adult supervision and a high-vis vest. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you mean a high-vis vest? I'm so confused. 
I, yeah, I, it is just kind of like, what kind of life are you living, kid? What's going on? Yeah, he was a bit. He was well, a bit like, strange. If that's true, if that how is how sheltered he probably was. How come? Is, how come? Like police had never at any point stopped these children from on public transportation. I know once you get into the country, you know yeah. that that could be kind of hard to find a kid. But also, like they seem to be gone for a while, and none, like they were, no one remembered them. <laughs> which was a little if it's kind of depressing if you think about <laughs> so you told me better's beer uh the bullies yeah butterbeer <laughs> butterbeer <laughs> <laughs> you know me, all, all three of those people uh have one of two things one they don't have parents or two mm-hmm. they have parents who just don't care where their kids are at, <laughs> at all. Well, well, I, that that one part when yeah, they I was were gonna yeah, say yeah, they so it's when like Lance and Kay find out about the sword thing, and Lance is like, "You are coming to my house right now and telling me everything." And they do it, and it's the round table thing, and then they leave. Uh, Alex and Betters, and it's a, and then Lance and Kay like they close the door on them, and then they, they turn and they start talking. I'm like, do they live together? Are <laughs> yeah. they like ma- like a young married couple? Where are their parents? It's it's very weird. That, yeah, that, that was such a weird thing. And and was it ever clarified what their relationship was? I think they were just friends. Yeah, never clarified. Just there was maybe if we've gotten a two. Like, yeah, like I think it was. Oh, I you don't have to clarify it, but I feel like because they included the scene where they close the door and it looks like they share a home together, an explanation would have been nice. That's all I'm saying. Maybe there was a will there, won't they? Throughout the movie that we just missed, and it went right over our heads. Or maybe it was a dare. I dare you to marry her at t- age thirteen. Okay, weird. Truth or dare? It gets high stakes in Britain. <laughs> um, they fight some trees. That looked pretty cool. It also was just like so when they started into the countryside, and Merlin was like, "You guys got to be trained all this stuff." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, we're already so far into this movie. They're training them now. They have like." two days to be trained just get them to where they need to go hey they get a lot more time to train than the next group we'll talk about later I, oh, oh, I it know. made no yes. sense yeah okay let's try and get through it because we we do really need to talk about that um there's the lady of the water who gives up the sword and doesn't give up the sword and stuff. she's always there to like he can throw the sword in the water and she's there to give it back to him and then she also repairs the sword which I, in that scene it happens i'm sorry i think i think you meant the hand of the water yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much i i sort of dug i dug the concept of that the whole like folklore is fun with the whole like lance thing it's just like that i know in the movie you got to put that you got to have the tension and character building they could have chipped off like 10 minutes of it though because it's just like lance you're an idiot can you just be agreeable at some point so that we can get on with the story? That's how I kind of felt at this point. Yeah, I, it, it is a little tiresome when someone's like, here's all this magic stuff. We've been attacked by this thing. You've clearly said stuff. And they're like, yeah, I believe all that other stuff, but I don't believe that you you can boss me around because yeah. I don't believe in legends. And you're like, what are you talking about? You just fought a tree. <laughs> yeah, they, they clearly... Uh where they kept that fight going and then they just walked over it towards <laughs> yeah. like 45 minutes later you're like this could have we could have cut a half hour out of this movie if you just been <laughs> on board <laughs> i know we get the point where they're just walking in waist deep water 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. A long time. Yeah. Why are they walking through the lake? I don't. I didn't get that. They could have just walked around. I and feel I like think that, too, that's probably like part of the the story that they're referencing that yeah. maybe we're not familiar with. But, but also this part of the story is weird. The like the K character, you know, it, it does kind of feel like you had to put a girl in there. That's how she kind of feels for me because this would be the moment of her character where she like stands up to Lance finally, but no, she can, continues to be like sensitive or like follows him. And it's like, do you have a backbone? He's being dumb and you like we can tell that you think that he's being oh, you're dumb. You're so right. She should that should have been her moment. She never really had a moment. And no. I it just kind of felt like, well, we gotta have a girl in here. Yeah. I feel like she does have a moment. She has a line. I don't I wouldn't say a moment. We'll get to it, but just remind me okay. a line. I've written it down. Okay. okay. So then we finally get to the like ruin structure and they go underground. Well Can we just get to that? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> There's some other stuff, but that's fine. Um well, does he find out about his dad before he, that? Yeah, which we kind of talked about. Okay. And then there, yeah. But it, it is cool when he visits his dad, he puts the stone in the ground and then like the whole town starts trying to get the stone out and no one can. And then he just yeah. walks up and he's like, Whooshing! and everyone cheers. That was cute. Yeah, I liked that part a lot. Um, so then I, I have this note here that says Patrick shows up for his second day of the shoot <laughs> <laughs> and tells him to make his own legend. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then they get armor. Oh yeah, they they get armor. So you're like, okay, they're gearing up. This is it. And um, Butterbeer has figured out the duplication spell. Oh yeah. And so you're like, okay, this is ramping up. This is the end of the movie. And then they they go down into they descend into the seven layers of hell. And they're going through. And I'm being facetious. It's not hell, but uh, I I did not get the uproarious. Um, laughter that I was expecting when I said that. Oh, sorry. That's embarrassing for you. I, I was too uh, focused on remembering the feather in Alex's helmet <laughs> as they're going down. He had a feather in his helmet. He did. <laughs> Armor was absurd. Yeah. It was so absurd. And the feather was just <laughs> ma- making me die. <laughs> so His helmet it- also looked too small for his head. But <laughs> Oh, right. That's yeah, okay. he, I'm seeing the feather now. Right here? The- yeah, but someone can still, like, decapitate you or something. Yeah. Well, so what? Huh? Doesn't mean it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? So then about? he goes down and he fights He fights <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson. This is probably her third day of shooting. And yeah. Maybe, like, two or three days of shooting to get all this stuff. And I... Love Rebecca Ferguson. Hated this the voice that she chose to do. It was like fingernails on a chalkboard for me. I I feel the same way about her as Patrick Stewart in this movie. Where I'm like, they did what they were supposed to do, That's but they true. didn't stand out in any way. And I re- I feel like this was definitely a paycheck gig for them, which is not necessarily bad. Yeah, it would have been bad if they didn't do a good job. But it's it's not like. Like, I don't think you're going to hear Rebecca Fer- Ferguson talking about how much she enjoyed making this movie. She's oh, going to be like, it yeah. was great. I got to go to my hometown for a little bit, film some stuff, and then get back to Mission Impossible. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> so he fights her. She turns into this crazy looking, but it's smaller this time, like this skin witch dragon. That was a pretty interesting design that I thought was wicked awesome. I loved it. I loved it too. It was cool. Did you like the design of the dragon? 
Yeah, yeah, it was different. It uh, yeah, it, it wasn't your 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 typical Disney dragon that we mm-hmm. from uh, the Sleeping Beauty. It wasn't like that. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It's. It stood out. Which. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then again, the CGI on it was pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I think so too. So, and I feel like it wasn't like quite scary enough that a kid's gonna have nightmares. So I think they, I don't know. I thought well, it was later in the movie, freaky. later in the movie though, yeah. it's like, oh, that's scary, and then he just cuts her head off. Like that's <laughs> <Yeah>. intense. Spoiler <laughs> alert! Yeah. Spoiler alert! <laughs> so, yeah, he he stabs her in the heart, and she like pretty definitely dies. And I think to myself. This is so anticlimactic. Oh, this yeah. is kind of odd. Yeah. Did you, I mean? Do you, I'm sure you felt the same way. Oh yeah, it was just like, okay, that was quick. <laughs> uh, the, the proceeding, you know, the scenes after it, like, oh, they're clearly like they're they're really throwing in this resolution, like it's it's over. Well, and then I think I, I leaned over to Jack and I go, this isn't the end, is it? And we looked at the timing on it. We're like, no, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not the end. <laughs> another like half hour of this movie like what else is there to say oh i know it's like why does this movie think it can do this storyline you know because like i've heard the complaint before about like return of the king how it never ends and it's like that's fine they earned the whole like never ending ending because it's lord of the rings this is this doesn't get that (laughs) just end the movie but what what's funny too is so it like this, this should have happened twenty minutes earlier, and then it would have felt a little more like structural. Not that a movie has to just follow structure all the time, right? But it, it does that, and then it's it's like resolving all this stuff. It feels like it's resolving stuff character wise, and then Alexander's up in his room, and you see all these roots around his window. And I genuinely thought it was gonna cut to black because they were expecting <laughs> to make Kid Who Would Be King two. Yeah. I could see that. Which would have been an awful ending as well, but that's that's what I was like, oh, okay. But then the movie continues. And it kicks up into overdrive at this point, my friend. And uh-huh. This is what, so it's like the movie loses me in the middle. It's pretty boring. It's it's taking too long to get anywhere. I like the final set piece. I like it a lot. They they basically uh you know uh hypnotize the school so that everyone gets knighted so they can use all the kids to fight skeletons. But, and you might be, you go Shane, because I feel like yes. you're going to say what I, I was thinking. What you are going to say, I yeah. agree with Shane, because I know what it is. I don't, I don't think you know. We'll, we'll, we'll get okay. there. But, uh, so, for one, they hypnotize the adults. They, right. They then try to convince the kids to fight along with them, and that's for the Kay has this quote in the game, it's a hundred percent real. <laughs> That's right. Plus, we'll be doing this instead of class today, and everyone cheers. That's, yeah, really that's, true. True. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's funny. Um, what to, to add so on that's top of her that moment? That's what yeah. you're saying. That's her big moment. And I think the big <laughs> kicker of this whole scene is, is they tell us they only have two hours right. to get it done. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and that is just not possible for how much movie we watch. And, and what's funny is it shows a training montage. 
So I thought like it would have taken two hours to <laughs> assemble the kids on the lawn. We're doing we're doing this instead of school today. You tell me school only lasts two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. See, I if 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 like the other thing happens, say on day two of the solar eclipse, or even even have Merlin show up seven days before. They get there in two days, and then they have five days for them to figure things out, or something like that. It'd be a little more believable. Uh huh. I mean, at this point, who cares? Oh yeah. Honestly, but it is funny because it's showing training montages, and they're they're like duplicating the armor, and they're making like booby traps. <laughs> they're going all home alone on these things. Yes. But the actual, I like the tactics of the fight. I think they're fun. So like when the skeleton things show up. They drive cars into them, mm-hmm. which of course they've booby trapped. They've had enough time to booby trap all these cars. And then, I, th- I thought it was funny when they got all the teachers to give them the keys because they were hypnotized. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, um, and then they they attacked them in the hallways as well mm-hmm. with like pool, like those pool things that divide pools. Yeah, um, you know those pool things. Yeah, the lane dividers in a, a yeah. swimming pool. There we go. Thank you. And then they they're they go the to the gym. gym and they're throwing like they're swinging stuff down. It's very Return of the Jedi Ewok fight, and I'm into it. I'm loving it. And then, um, Morga, I think is her name Morgana. Morgana comes out, and then she's Big Dragon now. Yeah, I like Big Dragon. And they're fighting the Big Dragon, and she kind of takes out Merlin when he's an owl and you're like, okay, surely he's dead. But they all they have to do is just give him another bottle of his liquid beetle guts and stuff. Yeah. And he's fine after that. What do we have on set? Uh, shoot. Uh, uh, shoot. Uh, I got a funnel. They do all that. And then finally... Well, th- this part... I, it's I too think long. That it's too long. And I think like the blocking or the directing just wasn't very good in this scene because they have kids putting ropes all over the dragon, which I, I get why they're doing it. But then like they're just holding onto these ropes for so long. And then Alex is just running around. And I know he's like trying not to get killed, but this whole sequence is just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. very long. And it's also like kind of confusing with what's happening because then like, all of a sudden, he jumps on, jumps on top of the dragon while the dragon's in, like, a vortex that Merlin's opened, decapitates her, and then just, like, jumps off. No problem. <laughs> it is nuts that he decapitates her. When he was on top of her, I was like, please cut her head off. That would be so cool. And then he did it, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of surprised that they did that. Yeah. Like, that's pretty graphic. But yeah, but there was no blood, so they got away with it. It it was cool because already the dragon was pretty scary looking, and then uh-huh. it's like add on top of that you're cutting its head off. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's it, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't remember what happens after that. I was pretty much done at that point. I think Merlin has a spiel. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, oh, I do remember because he's it's Patrick Stewart's last day. Uh, probably four <laughs> at Last this point. Yeah, and uh, the book that has had some weird significance throughout the movie because his, his dad signed it. My once and future king, dad. <laughs> 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 the 
I've got a lot of questions there. <laughs> and then it turns out that it's not even his dad that wrote it. It was his mom yeah. that wrote it. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, why, why this, did, book, this book is like the Bible. Why did she feel the need to be the one who signed it? She explains it. She wanted him to have a good view of his father. That, so, that does never turns up in the movie. But my uh, once and future king, <laughs> what does that mean? Doesn't that mean... Do you, I, the only thing that makes sense to me is does it mean just like king once and for all eternal... She's calling him God. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, any, any, anyway, Merlin yeah. shows up and, and hands him the book, and it's now the book has been rewritten, and it's about them and not King Arthur. And it's yeah. like, I sort of thought that was cute. I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was. It was cute. But but it, it is like. I hope they didn't need any more information out of that book. Okay, you're just going to introduce a character, I don't know, an hour and a half into the podcast? Who's this? It's Chad. We'll talk about <laughs> it in a minute then. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's our cat, Tad. I've never met Tad before. And you're, you're dropping this information now? That you have a cat named Tad? Yeah. What a cutie. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty cool. He's He's very old. He's very old. Um. Yeah, I mean, do do we have any last minute things to say also, about this movie? Cute that Patrick Stewart let Betters keep his magic. Thought yeah, that was cute. But then, yeah, then the movie ends and it's fine. I guess we own it. So we own it on Blu-ray, of course. <laughs> I I think that this is a fun movie with a lot of problems, but like especially if you have kids, like. Let them watch it. Like, it's cool. I, I would have loved this as a kid. Yeah, I think I, I would have liked it. It just would have been one of those movies where, like, you know, like mini movies where you watch them now and you're like, oh, I don't like it as much as I did, but I get why I liked it so much as a kid. Well, this is what's going to happen. First of all, Shane, thanks for letting us, thanks for gifting us this movie. <laughs> and also, thanks oh, for, <laughs> in the future, whenever Micah and I have kids, and our kids watch this movie, and let's say they really like it, and they're going to talk about it with their friends, and their friends are, will have never heard of this movie, because no one's going to watch this yeah. movie. We're probably the only people that own it. Our kids will be obsessed with the kid who would be king and mortal engines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, it, it, I will never watch this movie again, but uh, I'll be at a friend's house. You know, or or like your guys's house where there's gonna be a kid around and it's gonna be on TV and it's gonna mm -hmm. be a guilty pleasure. Like I'm just gonna hang out with the kid for a bit. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catch up on a few scenes and uh, really re relive the moments. You know. Cool. Well, listener, we love you, patrons, and if you ever want to gift us a movie, make sure it's Blu-ray and. We love getting movies. It doesn't mean you're going to get a guest on the episode. That's not, it's not a guarantee or anything like that. But, uh, you know, you can always give us movies on Blu-ray. Um, and also, next month, for you patrons, it, it, we're getting ready for Space Jam so that we can cover the new legacy. So July is going to be Space Jam. And then I think 
I think Space Jam 2 comes out July 9th, so our Patreon episode will come out in August. So that's our next or that's our next MPU the sequel uh series. So very excited. I haven't seen Space Jam since I was a kid and I neither. watched the movie so often the VHS got messed up. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks thanks for being on Shane. Yeah, thank and, you so much. You know, I I got to say you're my you're my once and future king. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, patrons, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, 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 MPU. My name is Jack O'Hara. I am a longtime listener, first-time guest. Um, My older brother is Shane O'Hara, and I have known Jordan and Micah McCaw for a long time, since grade school. Um, Unfortunately, I couldn't be present for the recording uh, of the conversation around the movie, The Kid Who Would Be King. But I still wanted to send in a voice memo so I get something positive out of sitting through two hours of a bad movie. It's not a terrible movie, but it is not a good one. And I would not recommend the movie to pretty much any person. Um... Since I am at a disadvantage in the sense that I don't have two hosts and my brother to kind of converse with about the movie, and I also don't really know what topics they covered, I'm going to focus on how I would fix the movie. So the first thing I would do, just in general, is get better actors. I mean, I actually like the protagonist. I don't know who that is playing the kid who would be king, Alexander. But I thought he was doing a pretty dang good job. But everyone else... Okay, maybe Merlin was doing good as well. Merlin was kind of fun too. Um, But everyone else was doing bad. Even Patrick Stewart. I don't know how much of the budget went into having Patrick Stewart there for just a couple scenes. But even he, he was not giving his best performance, you know? So get rid of all a bunch of actors. Just get a new cast. Recast. Recast people. Not good. Um... So after the actors, um, I think the next thing to do is just trim so much fat from the movie, starting with the kind of ragtag group that goes on this quest. Because I liked when it started out and I thought, okay, it's going to be Alexander, his friend Bitters, Merlin's going to pop in and out, we're going to get this fun kind of adventure. But when they brought the bullies in, they just brought in way too much kind of character development that was supposed to be going on. Too many different threads shooting off in different directions. And for me as an adult, I was kind of confused at points. And I imagine for kids who this movie should be directed at, uh, they would be confused as well. So here's what you do. Here's what I think you should do. Let me get on my uh, soapbox, my podium here. You have the two main characters, Alexander and Bitters. And... Alexander's getting uh, bullied at school along with Bitters. Keep the bullies in for for that purpose, to kind of show that there is tension and there's a lot of stress on their friendship. And especially you keep in the scene with the bullies where uh, they're in detention and the one blonde kid, I can't remember his name, but he puts his fingers over the divider between him and Alexander in detention. And on one hand it says you are and on the other hand it says dead d-e-d maybe correct it so it's d-e-a-d because he just needed one more finger but you keep that in 
That leads Alexander eventually to the Sword in the Stone. Alexander pulls it out, and Merlin appears, and evil is coming. Love it. Keep that. But then, the people who need to go on the quest are just Alexander and Bitters. And throughout the quest, they face, I don't know, a lot of people do threes, three different, unique kind of monsters or hardships on their way to defeating Morgala. And for the monsters, pull back on the CGI. Give me a lot more practical. That's what makes fun uh, kids' movies so fun and interesting for adults and kids, is cool, practical monsters. So give me that. And then you can end in the same way that they did where Alexander and Bitters are back at the school, but they don't train up 200 school children in how to fight. <laughs> and they don't use these big, realistic army tactics. Instead, it's just them two, Merlin, they're in the school, a couple of interesting monsters are attacking them, and they use kind of Home Alone-style hijinks to evade them, defeat them, and they eventually get to the last battle against Morgala. For me, that version of the movie would be more fun for kids, and as an adult, it'd be way more fun and interesting for me. So that's how I'd fix the movie. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I do have something to plug. For any fans of the TV show Ted Lasso, uh, go to YouTube, type in Ted Lasso Rap. JP Beats. Me and my buddy Jeff, we made a clean and wholesome rap to commemorate the first season of Ted Lasso, and we're very proud of it. Thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful life.